0: Hi there. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about self-compassion. And today we have five strategies for self-compassion. And we're going to talk a little bit about what that is. Because if you're going through a difficult time, it's so important that you treat yourself good. And it could be very difficult for your to keep yourself from constantly going back
1: to beating yourself up, up. yeah. Yeah.
0: So Margaret's going to talk about self-compassion
1: and some strategies that can help you guys. Okay. Um, This is by a professor at the University of Texas at Austin, and her her name is Tartakovsky, And I have taken other material from her in the past. I like the way she puts things a great deal. Now, so we're moving from self-love to self-compassion. And one more time, you can't have self-compassion until you have self-love. But we've got that all straightened out now. (laughs) And we all love ourselves and each other. And if you
0: haven't seen those videos, go back and check them out.
1: (laughs) And don't miss the chakras. Many of us, says this lady, are all too used to bashing ourselves. And it's not surprising. In our society we are taught that being hard on ourselves and ashamed of everything, from our actions to our looks, gets good results. That's what we've all always been told. Self-criticism is the preferred path to success. We rarely think about showing ourselves kindness, or even if we do, we worry that doing so is selfish, complacent, or arrogant. Right? How dare you be nice to yourself, that's got to be wrong. But research has found that self-criticism only sabotages us and produces a variety of negative consequences. For instance, according to Kristen Neff, PhD, another associate professional um, in Texas, they've shown that self-criticism can lead to lowered self-esteem, anxiety, and depression. Right. If you don't like yourself very much, how could you not be depressed? You have to live with you, after all. Yep. Um, Neff is the author of Self-Compassion, colon, Stop Beating Yourself Up and Leave Insecurity Behind. That's quite a tall order, huh? Um, Self-compassion is what you'd show a loved one struggling with a similar situation. Hmm. And I have often asked clients that when they beat themselves up. If a friend of yours came to you with the position you're in right now, would you be sympathetic? Oh, yes. You know, I would do this, this, and this. Well, why are you any less worthy than he or she is?
0: That's so true.
1: Yeah. But sometimes they they look at you like you're crazy Hmm. when you expect them to take that leap. And they may have gotten so many negative messages when they were little, they think you're crazy. Right? In fact, I had a, I've had had more than one client say that to me. Um, i never forget a young guy in the prison system saying to me, Miss Foley, there's something wrong with you. And I said, you know, we all know that. What, what did you have in <laughs> mind? And he said, because you seem to like me, and you shouldn't. I'm terrible. So, wow.
0: Yeah. I can imagine it would be extremely hard to be compassionate towards yourself if you've done something if you've done some
1: terrible things well yeah Um, but you know they would they have to look at where all that came from um, the fact that they have remorse now and he was among the more insightful of the people I I worked with he was willing to look at it and willing to look at its origins too but he was willing to own what was his fault well yeah he was a very impressive young man Um, okay um, self-compassion has been linked to greater well-being, including diminished anxiety and depression, better emotional coping skills, and compassion for others. Okay. Um, specifically, according to Dr. Neff, self-compassion consists of three components. Self-kindness, being kind, gentle, and understanding with yourself when you're suffering, which is what a good parent would do. Okay? Uh, no matter what kind of trouble you're in, uh, a real good parent is always going to be there for you and kind. All right? Um, common humanity. Realizing that you're not alone in your struggles. When we're struggling, we tend to feel especially isolated. We think we're the only ones to experience loss, make mistakes, feel rejected, or fail. But it's these very struggles that are part of our shared experience as humans. So when we feel like we're the only person on earth who ever felt that way, it's good to remember that many people have lived through this. Many people have lived through breakups. And there aren't too many new things under the sun. And, that, and if you look on the computer now, you can find a support group for almost anything. Mm-hmm. All right? If you need to remind yourself that you're not alone.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, so the, she talks about some myths. Oh, The third one is Mindfulness. And I think we all know, because we hear about mindfulness about as often as Mm -hmm. self-love. Mindfulness is being able to live in the present and to just look at what's around us without judging it, just saying it is what it is. Okay. So what were the three then? They were self-kindness, remembering our common humanity, and trying to remain in an unjudged presence. Present, yes. Myths about self-compassion. Because beating ourselves up is so entrenched in our society, you still might be suspicious of self-compassion. Nef dispels some of the common myths and may stand in the way of people being kind to themselves. Myth. Self-compassion is self-pitying or egocentric. What do you think they mean by that? Um, Is self-pitying? Oh, you hear people, oh, well, you know, you can't complain, you can't be, you can't lament your own situation, that's terrible. Why not? If this happened to somebody else, I'd be all sorts of compassionate. Why can't I be compassionate with my own self? Yeah. Right? Um, Self-pity is being immersed in your own problems and forgetting that others struggle too. And that's true. You, You get so involved in your own problems, you don't notice anybody else. However, being self-compassionate is seeing, seeing, seeing things exactly as they are. No more, no less. It means acknowledging that you're suffering while acknowledging that others have similar problems or are suffering even more. It's putting your problem into perspective. Okay? And it's very easy for people to get tied up in their own problems. But that is not what self-compassion is about. All right. Self-compassion is self-indulgent. Being self-compassionate doesn't mean solely seeking pleasure. It is not shirking responsibilities or being slothful. Rather, self-compassion focuses on alleviating suffering. From this perspective, you consider whether something will hurt you in the long run, she said. Mm -hmm. So you're trying to alleviate suffering. Suffering gets us nowhere. Okay, But it does happen.
0: Absolutely, sure.
1: Yeah. Self comp- self-compassion is not self-indulgent. Self-criticism is an effective motivator. And I've had people argue that with me to the death all, but... What do you mean? Um, criticizing yourself is the only way you grow. You have to be willing to look at yourself and your faults and welcome constructive criticism and so forth and so on. Yeah, but you don't have to beat yourself up. Yeah. Um, there's a line in between. Um, fact, there's actually nothing motivating about criticizing yourself. Because it makes you fear failure and lose faith in yourself. Even if you do achieve great things, you're often miserable anyway. Right? If you're still in the habit of criticizing yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I got five A's and a B. Um, How many times does a parent ask why the B? Yeah, Right. exactly. Like that. Okay. Um, it's interesting that in other areas of our lives, we understand that being harsh doesn't work. Take the example of parenting. Decades ago, we thought harsh punishment and criticism were effective in keeping kids in line and helping them do well. And that is true. You wouldn't believe some of the literature from 100 years ago.
0: Really? Oh. Oh. I mean, you were probably only six or seven hundred years old when I was that came only out. six
1: or seven hundred years old, and if that would be of interest to people, I'll be happy to share it. I have some literature on it. Um, yes, Is that I,
0: like stone. Yeah, yeah. Carvings. Well,
1: people, yeah, people were. In, I have yeah, a couple of narratives written on stone carvings.
0: People get upset when I don't make fun of your age now. <laughs>
1: oh, they used to make fun that you did. <laughs> they got mad if
0: I did. Now they get mad. How come you're not making fun of Margaret's age anymore? <laughs> I you don't know, win, Margaret. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to write you that letter saying how
1: nice you are. Um, okay, chisel broken. Yeah, chisel mm-hmm. broken. Uh, however, today we know that being a supportive and encouraging parent is much more beneficial. When you're told you're a failure, the last thing you think you're capable of is being a success, and why would you bother to try? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and how many people, adults over the years, have said to me? My both of my parents told me I'd never amount to anything. Okay, you're not going to amount to anything. Um, you'll be a terrible parent. Um, you probably shouldn't even get married. I've heard it over and over again. Yeah. All right. And it never helped anyone that I can see. Self-compassion acts like a nurturing parent, and it's really for a few minutes to be a nurturing parent to yourself. And remember, we don't care who says it to us. It can be our real parent or ourselves, and our brain doesn't know the difference. Mm -hmm. So ask yourself what a compassionate parent would be when you were any age, if you were hurting. Uh, Like a nurturing parent. So even when you don't do well, you're still supportive and accepting of yourself, like a kind parent. Your support and love are unconditional, and you realize that it's perfectly okay to be imperfect Because none of us is perfect. And sometimes people will say I'm a perfectionist and say, Give that up right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This doesn't mean being complacent. Self criticism tears us down, it presumes that I am bad. Self compassion, however, focuses on changing the behavior that's making you unhealthy or unhappy. Okay?
0: All right, so those are the myths.
1: Yeah, just let me quickly go over some other strategies. Um, Strategies for self-compassion. Consider how you treat someone else. Watch your language. And even if we're trying not to criticize ourselves, watch. Some of our parents' language will creep in there. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to fight it tooth and nail all the time. Yep. Comfort yourself with a physical gesture. Now, I have read this several times. Um, A lot of folks out there who are into self-compassion and self-love Suggest that you put your hand over your heart, or both hands over your heart. Mm -hmm. Um, That is apparently an instant calm down, people are telling me. And it reminds you that you're being loving, because we all connect that with hearts. And we've all heard about the heart chakra today. Um, Comfort yourself with a physical gesture, yes. Memorize a set of compassionate phrases. And here's a brief suggestion. Um, This is a moment of suffering. Suffering is part of life. May I be kind to myself in this moment. May I give myself the compassion I need. Okay?
0: Wow.
1: It's a far cry from beating yourself up. But this lady points out how common in our culture it really is. Think about competitive sports. And like I say, how coaches talk to... You can imagine how hard it would
0: be one of the Red Sox players for 800 years. They just lost and lost and lost. Yes, they did. They lost (laughs) and
1: and it was 800 years. Actually, it was 80 years, but that was a pretty long time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But they were Red Sox players, so they should
1: beat themselves up. We don't let them off. You just (laughs) better watch it before I throw all of this (laughs) scopledy book out the window and punch you in the nose. (laughs) The Yankees always had more money than anybody else. That's true. And could buy all the best players.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's because the Red Sox gave him deals, like Babe Ruth. That was a deal, all right. You know why they traded Babe Ruth? Because they wanted to open a play, right? Or he somebody,
1: Yeah, somebody wanted to open a play on Broadway. Somebody's wife wanted to open a play on Broadway. So they traded Babe Ruth to get the money to open her play on Broadway. And
0: so they jinxed themselves.
1: My father was still cursing about that how many years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: I appreciated that.
1: Yes, yes. Yes, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did.
0: Okay, so self-compassion is something that you should try and be more mindful of and considering, you know, especially when you're going through such a difficult time, to take it easy on yourself, you know. Um Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has regrets. Oh. Everybody wishes they could do things differently None of us times. is perfect. Not None one of, of us is, is perfect, no. right? So, be good to yourself. It's important that you take care of yourself and just know that even though you're going through a difficult time, things will get better. It just takes time.
1: It just takes time. And probably we should remind people about self-love and self-compassion, and we will do that.
0: So, if you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret does Skype coaching.
1: Yes, and please no Yankee fans, just Red Sox fans. Mm -hmm. No, I don't mean that at all. So, feel free to sign up with me. Um, Make sure you subscribe to the channel, and we are
0: podcasting now. uh, So, if you enjoy that. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig
1: Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret and we will talk with you soon.